0: Welcome everyone to episode 494 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. And we are going to be talking about E3. Uh, I know it's been a while. We apologize for that. We'll probably, maybe we'll get into it a little bit later, but uh, we just, uh, to shorten it up, we just haven't had, me and Will haven't had a time where we can both get on to record an episode. So uh, we haven't been able to do that, but it is E3, so we're going to be covering some of that stuff. We already watched the ubisoft press conference uh that was yesterday today's sunday the 13th it was yesterday the 12th uh so we're going to talk about that i don't know if i i didn't catch anything from devolver so we might get into devolver's uh press conference and then we're going to talk about what what we want to see from some of the others as well as the things we've been playing so uh that's the episode anyone have anything that <laughs> excuse me they want to use for later on the episode
1: yeah um so i'll be talking about ratchet and clank rift apart um very excited to be talking about that and also dan yo i did not see any news really come out of devolver digital like on anything other than like one thing yeah Uh, but we did have the summer game Fest where we saw some stuff like elden ring Um, oh yeah so we can bring that up but it's weird like there's like 19 different conferences and i don't really know what is E3 and what's considered not E3 at this point.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Cause you, like I didn't even realize the Ubisoft forward thing was happening until like two o'clock yesterday. I was like, Oh, U- Ubisoft's on in an hour. I-, I think that was part of E3. I'm assuming it was part of E3. Cause E3, like it's not a physical thing this year. So yeah. State of mind, man. Yeah. Everything's happening over the course <laughs> of like five days and there's different stuff happening at different times. Um,
2: so. If you want it to be E3, it's E3. Dude. Yeah. Well, I I heard somewhere yeah. like Verizon
0: has ha, is having a, a an E3 thing. Um, I I don't know if there's any truth to that I, I didn't get to investigate, but
2: when's um, our press conference kick off? I would Let's love do to it. have one. Our E3 event.
0: Yeah. Well, is uh, we, uh, our correspondence probably probably not going this year, right? Uh, I
2: haven't heard a thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know
0: because it's all digital, right? So. Um,
1: They probably could have done it in person, but uh, when they were planning it, you know, everything was too up in the air at that point. Right. Uh,
0: So, yeah, let's talk about Ubisoft. Um, So the first thing that they talked about was Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, And I caught, I didn't catch it right from the beginning. I caught it like partway through Uh, and I brought up Twitch and the first comment i read was ah yes the classic tom clancy plot uh where people are defending in uh or involved in an alien invasion and i was like oh boy here we go <laughs> um but watching the game i i actually looked pretty interesting to me i don't know what you what you thought will um it, it's a tactical game but it's it's it, and it but it's not against other people it's it's pve um squads of one to three uh and then yeah it's it it seems interesting to me it looked interesting to me i don't know what you thought well
1: yeah no i actually thought it looked pretty cool i'm kind of interested in that style of game because it reminds me a little bit of left for dead but a tactical version um so before i was like not very interested because as as much as i think a game like rainbow six siege on paper sounds good i know i'm never gonna be able to pull it off or any of the cool stuff that people i see online that people do or i'm gonna have a group of people to play with so that's something that's really never uh interests me but i didn't realize that this one's a little bit different it's the pve it's more of like a spin-off versus like a mainline yeah um fun fact the game was actually named quarantine before <laughs> oh yeah uh and they had to rename it. <laughs> well sure. at least wanted to rename it to extraction so um yeah i'm interested in it uh there's like a that style of game does appeal to me that like team versus the pve um i i to be honest miss a lot of this stuff because mm-hmm. i came in late so i saw maybe the back half of it but what i saw looked really cool um looked like some of the monsters get pretty intense or remind me of the different uh monster types for like a from a Left 4 dead game and mm-hmm. i usually end up buying ubisoft games i think they're a developer that i always uh go to when i want just a solid triple a experience so i am uh, kind of optimistic for it. I know it comes out in September as well. So, um, September 16th. Out. Yep, September 16th coming out actually pretty soon. That'll be here before we even realize.
2: Yeah, sure will. So, um, I went to their website to see what this game was all about, and isn't it sad that the landing page for this game says absolutely nothing about the game? Um, what is it?
0: Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a it's a squad based player versus environment game. I don't know what the ultimate like goal is but i know the thing that interested me was there's different operators that you choose from and if you're not careful or not good at the game or not work as a team i guess you can get your operators like permanently taken out of the game they get captured and taken away Mm -hmm. and um I like those progressive like elements in it, you know that the the progression of of the game going yeah. like that. And you you can get them back eventually, but you have to you have to do like a rescue type mission. Like I said, I don't know how the game is ultimately set up, um, but I I thought that was interesting. That if you're not careful or you you screw around too much, and you could get your operators uh, kidnapped and and all their stuff taken away, all their upgrades and and all that stuff uh, taken away. So.
2: Is it like uh, kind of like an XCOM would be a comparable?
0: It's. I game? mean, it's a it's a shooter.
2: Oh right. Okay. Yeah. You said it's, tactical, and I was thinking.
1: Um... Yeah,
0: it's. Um, I, I mean, it seems like it plays like like a Rainbow Six game, and then. <clears throat> hobby. But other than the the uh, scientific science science fiction elements, so that's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, there was a lot of cool like tech stuff, like gear. Like one of them had like an uh, an Apple Watch sort of thing that detects sounds near you. Mm-hmm. So like it pulsates green if it's a little bit away, but you like pick up on it and then like a lot of like one of the ones where it's like what beat red and then like a monster broke through the wall. So it seems like it has a lot of science fiction-y aspects to it, which looks really cool. And there are other like gear uh, sets that I noticed. Yeah. Well I saw putting up barriers and stuff like that. So uh, it, as Dan said, it does look like it plays like a very much like a Rainbow Six game, just more of a, instead of it being PVP where you're fighting, you know, terrorist versus counter terrorist sort of thing. It's uh you're fighting these I have no idea what the, the monsters were called, but um you're fighting those so a la like a left for dead style of the game. So um yeah, I don't know. It's not on my list to buy, but you never know. Yeah. Uh I might if, if it reviews it.
0: really well. Uh and it see if it seems like something you can kinda play by yourself, but occasionally play with friends, that that would be something that I would be interested in. Mm-hmm um yeah because definitely. yeah like you like you guys like like we we can't get together to to record an episode let alone uh play a game together so yeah uh, and if if i can't play with my kids then i don't have a squad you know mm-hmm. that's probably well, for not, me, not if, something i'd play with them just yet <laughs> if i have time to play
2: games then that means it's time to take advantage of some alone time
1: <laughs> that's that the too. way i think yep. about it too. i'm the same way yeah
0: that, too. So, yeah. Um, that's how it started off, so I was pretty interested in that. I don't rem- remember the order th- these went in for the most part, other than that one, because that's when I first started. Uh, Just Dance 2022. Of course, it's not Ubisoft without having Just Dance. Uh, and 2022 is coming out November 4th with 40 new songs, uh, including an exclusive version of Todrick Hall's song, Nails, Hair, Hips, and Heels. They had him on talking about... about. Um, I think it was about that song and about being in Just Dance. So, I don't know what that song is. Is that a thing? <laughs> I had never heard of it either. Um, I try to stay in the loop with this stuff, but I'm, yeah. you know, it, it, the inevitable old person just gets left behind with things. There's yeah. no way
1: this song's popular, but let's <laughs> say that. yeah. Will would have Unless a better. Unless you know idea. that. Unless you know that for sure. I've never heard it. And they had this guy on like he was an icon. He might be. I don't know. But like I work at a I work at a basically a nightclub at this point. So it's like I figured I would have heard that song. Yeah. But I've never I did not hear it uh, once. So,
0: yeah, my my closest ties to like modern day pop culture. I mean, I've got kids, uh, but I think they're still a little young for that sort of stuff. Uh, but watching stuff on tiktok but my tiktok stuff you know your your for you page tends to reflect stuff you're interested in so i don't get a lot of the like younger people stuff it's all it's food and and stuff like that you know video games yeah Uh, even the video game stuff is not on my for you page as much as it was when i Mm -hmm. first started i don't know why but anyway uh so yeah there's that uh writers republic got a release date of september 2nd um I'm still kind of confused about Riders of Public. I don't know what you guys <laughs> I, think about it.
1: I was too. I didn't know what this was.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they announced it like a couple years ago, um, but I, I believe it got delayed because of, because of COVID. Um, but it's basically like an extreme sports MMORPG. Uh, there's like mountain biking. There's the, um, what's the gliding called? Where uh, gliding? No wingsuit wings is wingsuit is that what it is Yeah. there's a
2: they just just base jumping right
0: yeah base jumping that's what i was looking for yeah um and then i think there's snowboarding um and it's just like a big playground and you can kind of kind of you know mix and match what you do uh it seems fun but probably nothing i'll i'll be interested in but that yeah release date is september 2nd now so (laughs) the
2: difference in landing page experiences between this game and extraction is like night and day
1: oh yeah yeah, tells great. you exactly what it is. It's great. Yeah,
2: there's a video um, that plays right away as you land on the site. And like, I'm kind of interested in this game mm-hmm. already, just from looking at
1: the website. Does that worry you about them with Extraction versus Riders Republic? I don't know. Um, is that a bad so, omen?
2: Uh, we were talking before we started recording how kind of out of the loop I am. Who who makes Extraction? It's U- U- Ubisoft.
0: Ubisoft. I don't know which specific studio.
2: Yeah, it could. It could be, you know, more a little bit more money behind one over the other. So, you know, the, the Riders Republic game has more um, marketing materials. I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: Because both of them, I think, followed a very similar trajectory. It's like announcement, silence, and then reemergence. Although there's a lot of games that have been doing that. We'll talk about one later, too. Mm-hmm. A couple later, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was that next, up, Rocksmith, Rocksmith is, has resurfaced. Uh, they have a Rocksmith plus subscription service. Um, uh, so Ubisoft announced Rocksmith, Rocksmith plus a subscription service for its popular guitar teaching software, lets you plug in electric guitar via a USB adapter and learn popular songs, following along with notes as they appear on the screen, um, Closed beta is already open for that. Uh, Corey, you played Rocksmith, right? Yeah. And it, thoughts? I, I loved remember. it. Okay. Uh, a
2: lot of fun. If you like Guitar Hero, but you want to do it with a real guitar, mm-hmm. you'll definitely enjoy it. My issue with it was that the song, the songs that they had were the selection was not great. Um, and if you wanted to add more, they were kind of expensive. It was like buying an iTunes song kind of thing, mm-hmm. which. I mean, I haven't bought a song on iTunes in probably a decade, so sure. Um, I'm a Spotify subscription kind of guy. If they had, so it sounds like maybe in this subscription service they're offering a library of
0: Yes, music. so yeah, watching the the trailer, it does make it seem like it solved that issue that you were having. Uh, it does sound like there's there's an access to a very wide variety of songs and not just necessarily rock songs it seems like they have tablature for a lot of like pop songs and, awesome. and stuff that's not normally like thought of as like a guitar song um, i don't know how many i'm sure they said how many but i, I didn't catch that uh, but it did seem like it would solve that issue for you cory that's cool uh it's funny
2: eric and i were just talking guitars or guitar amps last night and Uh, realizing how old we are and how technology has changed so much that uh back in our day if you wanted effects on your guitar you had to spend a lot of money on a unique pedal and make sure everything was wired up correctly but nowadays it just all that stuff gets funneled through an app and then out to the amplifier and the app can do basically whatever you want it's wild
0: it is wild i agree uh so there was that there was a couple uh there was a a movie trailer announcement uh which normally i get very annoyed with this stuff but this looks kind of entertaining it's called the werewolves within and apparently it's based off of a video game uh but not a popular video game and they made that made a point to joke about that Uh, but it looks like like a dark comedy kind of and i i will probably end up watching this movie at some point um, it's gonna be uh, in theaters June twenty fifth, and then streaming services shortly after that. Oh, it's a twenty sixteen multiplayer VR game. So, that, so that's why. Uh, but the trailer had me like laughing in a couple parts. So it it might be a movie that I actually end up watching. That's um, Because I did I did find I did find it humorous. So, um, Corey, I'd be, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, you're kind of a movie guy.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this Werewolves Within, but um, I'm looking at the website right now.
0: It has, um, the name. only actor I recognized from it was the Lily from AT&T commercials. Oh, She's a lot of
1: What made them think, let's make a movie on this bad VR game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I mean, th- I g- go ahead. It, it seems like they're embracing that about it, though. Um, yeah, which is, which is funny.
1: I do like that about Ubisoft. Some of the times they do become self-aware.
0: Yeah, so there was that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting the Siege of Paris DLC um, feature. Ivor as they lead a band of Vikings on an attack on the French capital, and that made me really want to get back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've got a, I think I made it like. A third of the way through Valhalla, oh. so I've gotta, I've gotta revisit that.
2: Oh,
1: Dan, yeah,
2: you have to. I put so much time into that game.
1: I, yeah. uh, I'm playing through it right now on PlayStation. Gotta be honest, though, uh, really cooled off on my thoughts on it. Oh yeah, oh, no. yeah. Uh, it's tragic. still way too buggy for how long after release it's been. Really. Oh yeah, it wasn't really my experience with it. Maybe it's maybe it's just your crappy PS5. I played this on PlayStation, or play, er, PlayStation PC and Xbox, all on different things. Huh.
2: Yeah, I had some issues with bugs like the first few weeks, um, but after after that, I don't, I can't remember having any
0: bugs really. Yeah, I only I, had a couple visual, nothing nothing major when I played. I, it, that was a while ago.
1: I uh, had one the other day where I was. It's ha- it happened three different times. I actually sent a video to Johnny because I was like really annoyed by it. But what happened was I was in combat, and then the next thing I know, my character got flung across the map. So like I'm discovering all of the territories because Eivor is technically flying through them, and then I just get dropped. Nice. Dead. Happened a couple times. Although I will say, I started Wrath of the Druids DLC. Pretty cool big fan so far of that but this game is kind of probably a casualty of how i'm playing it too because i'm going for the platinum and like those Mm. map icons are ridiculous and like the world events kind of suck so it's like yeah
2: i don't my rule for those kinds of games is i won't 100 percent it if i don't enjoy the part that you know the part that i'm 100 percenting so even in that game i didn't i didn't do ever i did all the quests and everything but i didn't do all the collectibles and get all the treasures and stuff like that just because i stopped having fun doing that stuff. yeah
0: so. some. i remember some of that being a little bit tedious or some of the things being very very hard to find
1: yeah you
0: guys didn't like stacking rocks or, or i actually Layla doing bad platforming i actually really liked the stacking rocks one
1: yeah, I didn't mind stacking racks.
0: Once that you figured was... out
2: the controls and, and how to manipulate everything and, and move it the way you want, then it wasn't quite so painful. But yeah, at first I was kind of beating my head against the wall, like, how do I get this to rotate the right way? Uh, but once you figure it out, I don't know, I, I kind of enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if nice. I had an easier time doing that on PC. That's a good point too. Oh yeah, probably. That was because uh, for me it was a little bit of zen in an otherwise like crazy game
2: yeah I, I was just gonna say that dan is like they they somehow captured what stacking rocks is all about yep in the video game you know yeah. <laughs> which is awesome
0: yep uh so there was that uh they talked a little bit about far cry 6 um i don't know what's the release date for far cry 6 october okay um maybe very October, interested. November. Yeah, very interesting. October interested. 7. Oh, October 7. Okay. Yeah, very interested in, <clears throat> in Far Cry 6. It actually made me... I reinstalled Far Cry 5 because uh, I only played like six or eight hours of Far Cry 5 and I played that for a few minutes yesterday. I don't know if I'll keep playing, but I want to. Um, just because I've i been having a craving for that type of game. Um, Far Cry 6 looks, looks really good. They only had like a cinematic trailer for it, um, but they are adding some of the former villains from um from other far cry games as playable characters in far cry 6 as part of a DLC um they're also offering uh the season pass will include far cry 3 blood dragon uh, but you can That's play as cool. voz pagan min or um joseph joseph seed john seed joseph seed something yeah. i think it was joseph joseph seed um <clears throat> as characters a, a, in far cry 6 Did you
1: guys see the controversy that uh, Far Cry Six was wrapped up in? No. Being (laughs) Games Media um, asked if the game was political, and uh, because it's it's about it's about Cuba essentially. Um, And the PR guy was like, you know, like made a very like towing the line statement, (laughs) and Games Media got mad, and then the developer, narrative director, or whatever, had to write a statement about how. It is political. It's like the game is political, but isn't political. Yeah. If you have to ask if a game's political, not everything needs to be in po- political all the I, time. I feel
0: like this comes up, though, every time a Far Cry game comes out, because I remember the same issue with, with Far Cry 4 and 5.
2: Yeah. Um, well, everybody, everybody is so desperate to, like, put it in in one category or the other. So like by asking the question, it just enables everybody to do that. And I think that's kind of what they want to stay away from. Like, it's just
0: put it it in your own category.
2: Yeah. Put it in your own category, play the fucking game. Sorry. I don't know if you guys still swear on on this, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, like you said, well, if you have to ask the question, then why are you asking the question? Like interpret it how you want, write about it, how you want and, and just be done with it. It's, it's a creation of a studio of, a vision of someone some group of people let them create their vision
1: yep oh and it also just like what defines like what is pull like what has what's the message that everybody wants in these games so bad like far cry is not the place to do it no like it's a like a, the game where you have the gun that shoots the discs that plays the macarena when you're like that's like and the game has a dog with like wheels for le- like that's not the game that's like going to be a political message I, I do not understand why people have to care so much about that
0: yeah it's annoying no question. it's going to be a playground
1: game that's like what it's going to be and it's going to be awesome I guarantee it
0: yeah um just as a heads up I'm going to have to restart the zoom call in about 10 minutes okay <clears throat> I, free, free version. Yeah, I have free version, exactly. Um, so anyway, continuing on, they announced Mario & Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which I was very excited for. Yeah, uh, That was an awesome game, one of my favorite uh, Switch games to date. And this actually leaked yesterday. I believe Nintendo itself leaked it, uh, kind of spoiling the surprise for, for Ubisoft. But uh, nonetheless, I'm very, very excited for that. It looks like it's a bigger, better uh, mario and Rabbids so
1: that cinematic trailer was very good yeah it was um i'm seeing it right now
0: yeah kind of combine you know uh kind of combining ubisoft's uh storytelling with you know mario mario characters oh baby yeah this looks nice and then last they announced avatar frontiers of pandora What is you, this? It's, I mean, uh, Avatar. You know the the James Cameron thing. I didn't catch all of this, so uh, I can't really talk about it. But um, it's confirmed. I guess it's like an open world action adventure. Confirmed for launch, planned for launch in twenty twenty two on PC, PS five, Xbox Series X, Amazon Luna, and Google Stadia.
2: I've got the premise. Okay. In okay. this new standalone. <clears throat> In this new standalone story, play as a Navi and embark on a journey across the western frontier, a never-before-seen part of Pandora, explore a living and reactive world inhabited by unique creatures and new characters, and push back the formidable RDA forces that threaten it. Doesn't really say much about what kind of game it is, does it?
0: No. Uh, I'm also not interested in the Avatar stuff. I don't know about you guys.
2: I'm guessing it's just like a visual... Showcase. Um I don't know. It, not much to go off of on this. Yeah, article I'm um, reading. So,
0: yeah, I I feel like Avatar is kind of being forced down my throat. I don't know if you guys get that, but I, I saw the movie in the theater in 3D, and outside of the 3D being kind of cool, I didn't I didn't really like the movie all that much. Um, so I, not really, just not very interested in Avatar.
2: Yeah. Same. Uh, I mean, I I like to watch it for the pretty colors and the sci-fi side of it, but uh, even that stuff isn't that great. So, I I mean, I'm not, I have no relationship with the Avatar universe at
0: all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same here. So that about wraps it up for Ubisoft. Did I I miss anything, Will? No. Yeah, I think he had everything. All right. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the other stuff that that got announced, Will? We got about six minutes.
1: Yeah, actually, you can blitz through a lot of the Summer Game Fest stuff really quick. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is announced. High Fantasy shooter, looter shooter, uh, based off of Borderlands. Um, it's going to have Andy Samberg. Uh, where, where is it? Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes. Tyler will love that, actually. Will Arnett and Ashley Burch's, uh voiced characters in that. So that's coming. Uh, Metal Slug Tactics. Uh, Death Stranding's getting a director's cut um jurassic world evolution 2 uh some indie games got announced uh and got released dates it's like sable uh coming out september uh we got an mmo called lost ark coming to the west it's a korean mmorpg um call of duty warzone season four comes next week uh and i believe we're going to be getting an announcement for the next call of duty through warzone uh at some point this summer so there's that uh new among us modes don't really care about among us um salt and sacrifice got announced from the developers of salt and sanctuary i thought of you guys for this one because i believe you both played it
0: i did not play salt and sanctuary but i wanted you to. Did then?
2: yeah i played a little bit of it Yep. okay that's that playstation
1: like 2d kind of dark, 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 dark souls like yeah yep that'd be the one <laughs> looks pretty good actually um, I'm pretty excited for that one. I believe it is coming out at some point this year or or late this year. Um, Escape from Tarkov gets a new area. Two-Point Campus revealed, which is going to be Two-Point Hospital, but the school version. Um, uh, couple More indie games. Uh, Rocket League, Fast and Furious content coming um, in a week. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt coming later this year um dark pictures house of ashes which is going to be that like horror game anthology that was being worked on uh house of ashes is the new one coming in october we got a new tales of a rise trailer i'm actually very excited for tales of a rise i think that game is going to be awesome um i don't know i don't think any of us have really played any of the tales games though so um as I all played Big J are...
0: of, i played tales of symphonia
1: okay Yep. that's the lot—the one that a lot of people played and we're all big jrpg fans so i feel like that's a series we would all like but yeah. um i don't I
0: think, think i am
2: a jrpg fan anymore
0: you liked um wow uh dq 11 dragon quest 11 and
1: uh,
0: nino cooney nino cooney too right not the first yeah. one
2: Yeah, but I mean, I guess DQ-11 I would really still consider a a traditional JRPG, but um, not so much Nino Kuni. Um, But I don't know. I think that's a bigger conversation that maybe we should save for another day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, agreed. I'm a little hurt right now, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 got a trailer. Uh, We got some more details on Endless Dungeon, which actually looks really good. Uh, I'm kind of excited for that to come out. Um, Ratchet & Clank got a launch stream. Giancarlo Esposito talks about his role in Far Cry 6, uh, 2B, got a costume in Fall Guys, Genshin Impact trailer, Back for Blood, which is made from the developers of Left 4 Dead, uh, got a trailer. And the big thing, Elden Ring got a lot, actually. It got a gameplay, cinematic kind of hybrid trailer, um, and also a release date of January 21st of 2022. Two, which is uh very surprising that's coming out that's this soon um Mm -hmm. uh but that resurfaced so
2: was that the first Um, official like
0: yeah gameplay yeah gameplay kind of announcement or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. did did you watch it
2: i haven't seen it no i didn't even know uh it was a
0: thing it looks really cool it looks like it looks like dark souls you know that that style of combat um i'm yeah but a faster paced
1: one i would say yeah yeah. It, as the Dart, like the Souls hater of the podcast, I actually was pretty impressed with what I saw. You're crazy. Uh, I don't know what's worst like JRPG fans or Souls fans, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a Souls fan. Yeah, but you I love those you're, games. You're not. It's like, this game's so hard. Isn't it wonderful? No.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not that type of person. I mean, see, our. Uh... Sekiro conversation.
1: Oh, God. I wanted to like Sekiro so much.
2: Me too. And I did. I just wanted to like it even more, but I couldn't.
1: It's
0: just yeah, way got, too hard. I got to a certain yeah. point, and I just couldn't advance anymore.
1: Yep. I think games like Hollow Knight strike that hard balance better than most, because it's like a lot of the mindless enemies like are fun to fight. You can There's a little bit of a challenge, but there's a way you can do it pretty you know easily. And then the bosses get kind of hard, but there's always a way that I never felt like. I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to beat this. In Sekiro, the whole game, I was like, I can't do this. Are you kidding me? I have another 40 hours of this. I
0: I think the hardest thing for me about Sekiro was that instead of dodging, like you got used to playing Dark Souls, it was all about standing in there and blocking and parrying. it out. And when you got into a really, really intense fight, you just reverted back to... Your or i did i just reverted back to my my dark souls muscle memory rather than staying in there and 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 you know dodging, staying in there and, and blocking like you're supposed to dodge and, duck, dodge and what does he say uh, for i him? don't dodge. remember dive yeah <laughs> um but anyway we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back uh with, with some of the upcoming press conferences and what we want to see from those in just a moment all right, and we are back, so I didn't realize it, but there's a bunch of press conferences today. Um, I don't feel like this stuff used to happen on weekends, right?
2: Uh, uh, I think it was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, that that sounds right. Um, so today at 1 p.m. Eastern is the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, uh, so nothing small here, obviously. Um, Xbox is always one of the bigger players in the E3. Uh, I guess we're supposed to see a lot of Halo Infinite and a lot of Starfield. Yeah. uh, Which I am excited to hear about Starfield. Because there's been literally nothing about that since they announced it, right? I mean, nothing else?
1: Not that I know of. I've never seen a game be more hyped and talked about that has shown nothing in my life. See, I I I got the impression that like
2: nobody's really nobody's really all that excited about Starfield because they don't know anything.
1: Nope, people are ridiculous. Yeah, because over-hyped.
0: because oh, it's are. because oh, yeah. it's Bethesda.
1: And it's gonna be free on Game Pass. Probably. So everyone's
2: I mean, is is everyone hoping like me that it's just like Elder Scrolls in space? Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. If it is, I'm sold. For. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please make it that. I in fact don't really want it to be anything else. Yeah. Be be, it better
2: not be anything else. Um I always thought as I always said like how cool would it would be if they tied together the um Dragon Age and Mass Effect universes somehow. Like uh, maybe they're doing the same here.
0: The the it only thing be. that they've done is uh armor pieces. Like those I think there's Mass Effect armor in Dragon Age and I know there's Dragon Age armor in Mass Effect. So that's the only yeah. kind of crossover that they've done to this point.
2: I just hope, like at some point, they'll make that through line narratively between the two universes. Like, oh, yeah. Mass Effect is just the Dragon Age universe advanced, however many thousands of years. Well, I guess Mass Effect is the our universe, so yeah. I guess that wouldn't really make sense. But um, maybe that's what they're doing here with Starfield. That'd well, it's like
0: it's like Tolkien wanted Lord of the Rings to seem like it kind of just rolled into the modern age. That's right. I did just learn that recently. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's supposed to be historical. There's it's a YouTube cool. channel,
2: uh, Nerd of the Rings. I don't know if you've ever seen any videos on there, Dan, but mm-hmm. uh, they've been showing up a lot in my feed, and they're highly entertaining.
0: I'll have to check it out.
2: I think I, I might have sent you the one years ago, or not years ago, maybe last year, but um, if Gandalf took the ring, like what he would do with it, it was all hypotheticals based on... Oh, that's interesting. Based on, um, yeah, all the information in the Tolkien universe.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd love that. Most of my entertainment nowadays comes from YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. So I'd be happy to have some something new to watch. Um, so, yeah, that's at 1 p.m. Eastern today. At 3.15 p.m. Eastern is Square Enix's showcase. Um Squares today? Square is today, yeah. Oh, sweet. There, there's conferences literally all day today. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to do, but I don't know if it's gonna get done now so yeah I'm not
1: leaving the house I might I'm gonna have to lift like red right after this
0: podcast yeah don't, well you got until you got until one
1: Don't
2: forget you got Islanders lightning at three as well.
0: Oh does that start today nope. they both
2: can kick rocks
0: <laughs> uh square Enix it looks like uh and in new information about Babylon's fall. Life is strange, True Colors, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, it's supposed to be about forty minutes, so. They're Anything specific to... you wanted? The you guys want to see from Square Enix.
2: And I know Will wants to see Final Fantasy Seven stuff. Yeah, the, I'm the next game.
1: Big fan. I uh, was thinking about it. I kind of for game of the year. I wish I pushed Final Fantasy Seven or Ghost of Tsushima more last year. To be honest, going mm-hmm. back and replaying those games, but what you I Fall Hollow.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> um, apparently, there's supposed to be a Dark Souls-like Final Fantasy game in the works.
0: Interesting. Which universe, or is it its own universe? I don't know. It's like just like one of those leaked rumors. It's something they're working on. Gotcha. Hmm. Are, are they we... having Are they having Platinum work on it with them, or or? Like Nintendo does.
1: Team Ninja, the uh, the people who did.
0: Uh, Not Neo. Platinum,
1: I'm sorry, from Software. No, the, the Neo team, apparently.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh,
1: but sense. also, we're going to see Final Fantasy 16. If we don't, I'd be shocked. Because um, that is supposed. Wh- when they announced it, it was supposed to be out end of 2021. Don't know if that'll happen. Um, but the guy who saved Final Fantasy 14 is the. Uh, the head of it so uh, i have high hopes for that because i actually just watched a no clip documentary on the like the beginning of Final fantasy 14 and the how the guy came onto the team to fix everything mm-hmm. so i have high hopes for that uh coming out um i want to see something tactics related anything throw it on ps4 or steam or ps5 and steam any of that just
0: something um it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird that it's not on, it's on mobile, but that's about it. I don't know why they don't like to
1: acknowledge it, and I don't understand why no one's asked them about it. Yeah. It's just that doesn't exist to them. Yeah. So, it's weird. But yeah, honestly, Square Enix is probably the conference I am most excited for, uh, followed by probably Microsoft cuz I kind of want to see stuff from like Fable. Oh, yeah. Um but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking and hoping to see today. I'm a sucker for E3. I like the the flashy game announcements and trailers sure. and gameplay. Yeah, it's fun. And Nintendo. I mean, I can't wait for oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh,
0: so at 5 p.m. today is Warner Brothers. Um, we're apparently not going to see any Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, or Hog- Hog- Hogwarts Legacy, which that's the one I probably most want to see out of there. Yeah. Um, back for blood will be the only focus so that's left for dead esque, right they're having a whole press conference about one game yeah it's just give it a a time i'm not sure it doesn't say how long it's supposed to be Hmm. gonna be a heck of a game (laughs) yeah it better be huh yeah right uh, PC gaming shows at 5:30, so I'm assuming this the Warner Brothers one is is going to be about 30 minutes. Um, you never sure. know what they're going to have there.
2: Well, Dan, did you hear about? Um, I only saw the headline. I don't think I read the article, but about the Steam uh, Steam console that's like the Switch.
0: Yeah, I heard about it. Yep,
2: that sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I'll just be interested to see what the final like prototype looks like. I know they're kind of working on it yeah Um, and how much it'll be that's the that's the big kicker and and whether or not they can get parts for it i know i'm really i'm really worried about when they announce the new nintendo switch uh being able to get one of those i really really want to get one of those
2: yeah it wasn't the rumored price somewhere between 450 and 500 yeah which is too much in my mind for that um i know people will pay it but
1: (laughs) i'll uh, pay it i'm one and i
2: hate that price yeah I could see it
1: being 400.
2: Yeah, Thanks. I think they, I think they need to get down to at least 400. 400.
1: That thing must output 4K and do 60 frames on all of their their games. Which is
2: which is great, but like I don't know, like it, that's not <clears throat> that's not been Nintendo's strength. Um, yep, sure isn't.
0: I think they if they if they do a 60 frames per second patch for Breath of the Wild, that's all I need.
1: Yeah, I feel like... Literally, if
0: they can... that would make my purchase worth it.
2: Right, and I think that's okay. all... I think that's as far as they need to go right now, is getting a game like that at 60 frames per second, whatever hardware configuration that means. Um, I mean, that's what I would try to target, but... <clears throat> yeah.
0: I could easily see them doing uh, upgrades for all the current Switch games to run better or at higher resolutions. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of their the... games run at 60 frames anyway. Mario games run at 60 uh splatoon it w- was always 60 mario kart was always 60 maybe they'll bump that up to 120 well i would love that too
1: well the problem i have is like a game like age of calamity kind of would really benefit from being able to run on better yeah. i mean agree run better in general and 60 frames but like sony's not the best with these 60 i mean horizon still doesn't have a 60 frames Last for Us 2 just got it. Um, they haven't, in my opinion, there's a ton of games that they have not even done that need to be done. Yeah. Microsoft's the only one that's been doing it. But then like there's games like Weird Games, though like Microsoft has done a ton of their games, but like Odyssey and Origins for Assassin's Creed don't have it, but like Assassin's Creed three and two have it. It's like really bizarre. Mm. But then like Valhalla's 60 frames. So like I don't understand what is the cause for some of these games to not be bumped up while others are? Maybe they just don't care. I don't know.
2: Somebody's making a lot of financial decisions. I think that's where it comes from is, you know, projections on how much they think they can make off a certain game. I mean, I don't know, unless that would be one thing that would drive decision-making on that. Another thing could probably be like, what games are they trying to hype? You know, like we saw the horizon release on PC for the, for the sake of hyping Horizon 2, you know, getting more <laughs> interest, more people talking about that. But
1: um, but when you think like I don't know. a 4K 60 frames patch for Horizon Zero Dawn, I be like, hey, we got Forbidden West coming out by the end of the year, early next year. Here's uh, a new patch, 4K, go play the old game, get ready for it. Well, I
2: don't think you're not bringing in a new audience when you do that. Not necessarily. You could be. Um,
1: I yeah, I would disagree.
2: Well, are you talking about like a patch for it on PlayStation 4?
1: Yeah, 4 and 5. Because here's the thing, they already gave the game out for free. On PlayStation? Yeah, under the the Days of Play. So it's like
2: Yeah, well, I was thinking more in terms of like people who didn't never had a PlayStation now being able to play it on PC, being ex- people be- a whole new audience of people being exposed to it for the first time might sell some systems for ps5 knowing mm-hmm. that horizon 2 is coming out that weren't yeah. planning on getting a playstation and before that
0: it's, well, it's th- one of those games too that's light years better running at six, 60 or above than it is at 30
1: yeah well yeah and sony's mantra is like mm-hmm. they wait to release their games on steam when the sales are dry for uh their console ports but then they always tout that the definitive edition to play their games is on Sony hardware but it's very clearly running Not. the best on steam <laughs> yeah so it's like i'm running horizon zero dawn at 90 frames on my computer and then i go play on uh ps5 and it's 30 frames it's like yeah I almost hate, unplayable i don't like that 3 hour adjustment that it takes me yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna become. I'm worried to go back and play Switch games now.
0: Yeah, I, hate I mean, you, Dan. <laughs> Breath of Breath of the Wild is an adjustment going back. That's literally the only game that I'll play at 30 frames. Yeah, so. I used to
1: not care about this stuff, but now, like, I n- noticed it and got a taste of it, and now it's just like,
0: can't do it. Can't go back. Yeah. No, 30 is not acceptable anymore. I don't think for most games. What a first even, world problem. Even watching right, mo-
2: even watching movies now. I'm kind of I'm kind of bothered by like action scenes. Yeah. Like, like how, yeah.
0: how choppy they are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm like this I can barely watch this. How <laughs> what is this, you know?
0: Well, I keep saying they need to bump up movies to 6 I mean the uh, the Hobbit was 48 frames which Yep. a lot of people hated, but I loved it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you can see that action far more clearly. Uh, I mean a lot of filmmakers like the twenty four frames per second, yeah, whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. um because for that reason they can hide their poorly choreographed or you know poorly uh c g i action mm-hmm. scenes behind that crappy frame rate um so maybe that's a reason why we're seeing them seeing the film industry a little more hesitant to adopt a higher frame rate it also has to do with technology and theaters, but yeah, I think that's less of a problem now than it was even five years ago
0: yeah because wasn't 1917 shot at like it wasn't at 120 frames per second or something like that
2: i don't know but i i'd love to see that cut yeah that'd be awesome
0: yeah well you got didn't you get a higher fresh rate monitor
2: yeah i have 120 hertz i should i should get the (laughs) blu-ray watch it on my my monitor
0: yeah it's it would be life-changing i bet
2: yeah I've found myself even watching um, like Netflix on my monitor because it's so much nicer than my TCL picture mm. um, it's just so the colors are so much richer it's just beautiful yeah
1: I'm actually looking at uh, getting a fairly nice if I get this apartment that I'm looking at uh, I'm getting a really nice TV for like actually gaming on that's mm. more like better <clears throat> color contrast and all that get a monitor i've thought about it but i like uh i like having that 65 inch just chilling right there and i can kick back
0: they make more expensive like good gaming tvs with good hdr and 120 hertz now so yeah you probably get something like that (laughs) when i was
2: doing my research so i bought a i know we're getting off topic a little bit here but i bought a samsung g7 monitor Mm -hmm. um And I only got that and it was like it was expensive. It was like eight hundred dollars. I had a lot of uh, like Amazon credit. So I think it only cost me like five hundred when all was said and done. But um, the reason I chose that one, because it was one of the few that could support what the Xbox Series X was doing. But apparently a lot more um, monitors and TVs are coming out, I think, this year that will support that. So if if you yeah. are going to do that, Will, I might hold off just a little bit because you're going to end up spending way more money than you pro- you'll probably need to if you just wait a few months.
0: Yeah, they're starting to come out with variable refresh rate TVs that do the G-Sync-like Thing so yeah, <clears throat>
1: well, so for reference, the one that I kind of was looking at uh, is the LG Class CX Series OLED 4K UHD Smart Web OS TV. That's like mm-hmm. the one that I've been looking at because I did some research on TVs oh. that. Oh, LEDs
0: and... are really nice. I was yeah, was
1: that like three thousand bucks? Uh, seventeen. <laughs> okay.
2: That's not bad. No, that's not as much
1: as I would have thought. It sounds insane. Like what I said, like I'm going to have two TVs in my apartment, one in the room and one for the like the living room. But like I said, I I will get use out of it. So Mm -hmm. Um, that's like I did a lot of research on people who played video games and like TV options that are best for the PS5 and Xbox. And that one came up the most. So that's, and plus like Best Buy and Amazon have like payment plans and stuff like that, which I always do, even though I have the money to do just so it's less stress on me mentally to take that big lump sum right off the bat.
0: Sure. So. Yeah. Anyway, future games show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time uh, it's now onto its second year. We're not ready to reveal any of the games that will appear on our next show. We're always trying to. Oh, this must be this must be Game Radar show. Oh yeah, it is Game Radar show. It's hosted by Laura Bailey and Troy Baker. So that's kind of cool.
2: Are they just talking about games of the future kind of thing? Like, yeah, it's bringing in some cool tech demos and stuff like that.
0: I'll have to catch that. It's, that seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Take Two Interactive is at one fifteen p.m. early tomorrow morning. No. 1:15 p.m. 12? 12... No. Oh, that's 1:15. Okay. I thought this was past midnight, but no, it's 1:15 p.m. Uh, so tomorrow afternoon is Take Two Interactive. Uh, we, mu- we must
1: we um, must see Cloud a, Chamber. By the it, way,
0: it's a panel. Uh, they're finally revealing more information about GTA five Next Gen update. Yes, it's <laughs> exactly what I was looking for. You uh, they could give us new info on Bioshock Four. Or whatever Faraxis has been working on. What yeah, has like,
2: Faraxis been working on? I don't know. Nobody Civ, knows. Civ Seven.
0: Uh, perhaps it'll be Private Division who will announce an amazing new IP and partnerships. But nobody knows what Take Two is going to have.
1: So the studio that's working on um, uh, the new Bioshock is called uh, Cloud Chamber. Okay. Um, and then Ken Levine's studio is also undertake too. It's called Ghost Story Games. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been apparently working on something for four years. Oh, so wow. So we probably could potentially see whatever. It would be kind of crazy to do Cloud Chamber announce their Bioshock game officially, show it off, and then have Ken Levine show off what he's doing. And when I think that could be a really cool um, press conference if they do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or panel, whatever they're doing.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, Also, tomorrow at 5.30pm is Capcom. Uh, It's giving a... Let's see. Showcase will focus on the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Monster Hunter Rise, and Resident Evil Village. Uh, Maybe an update on the PS5 exclusive Pragmata. But expect a few surprises from Capcom. uh yep. Razor at 5 p.m did you have anything you want to comment on that Will? no not a huge
1: capcom person
0: to be honest yeah i i mean i i want to play resident evil village i probably i will at some point one of my friends has it on steam so i'm gonna play it at some point but yeah uh Razor is at 5 p.m edt tomorrow it's doing its first e3 keynote ever uh with gaming tech hinting an ultimate lineup not to be missed new products, and maybe some tech for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Tuesday, Tuesday the 15th, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time is the big one that I always look forward to, Nintendo. Uh, seems It's about 40 minutes. Um, Games mainly releasing in 2021, Um, but of course they always have their treehouse after that, which I just leave on all day and catch their stuff. Probably going to see stuff from Breath of the Wild 2, which I hope. uh, Splatoon 3, maybe some Pokemon stuff. um, Hopefully the Nintendo Switch Pro.
1: Yeah. um, Definitely Pokemon. If they... I mean, the remakes got dated, and also Legends Arceus got dated. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that happened during our hiatus, but like November for the remakes and January for the Legends Arceus, so if those aren't shown off, I'd be surprised. If we don't see the Switch Pro, it's not real. It's not actually happening because Jason Schreier reported it's imminent. Oh, Mm. like four times now. So,
0: yeah, someone said that they thought it was that it was supposed to they were supposed to announce it before this even. So maybe they'll announce it tomorrow and we'll see it on the press conference or maybe they'll just, you know surprise everybody on the press conference it's not a very well-kept secret but
1: no that's the thing it is not a well-kept secret but here we are yep we know about it we've known about it for how long how many years Oop nope.
0: yeah it's been rumored for a while now yeah they're gonna overcharge it i'm still gonna buy it i'm definitely gonna buy it um breath of the wild too i'd love to see that i agree um my son's been hmm. playing a lot of Breath of the Wild lately, so we've been talking a lot about Led the Legend of Zelda games and, and the timeline and Breath of the Wild and all that stuff. So. Tell you
2: what, they do a Breath of the Wild Switch Pro bundle. but Breath of the Wild Part 2 Switch Pro bundle. I'm there. Yeah. yeah definitely <laughs> get me.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't even trade in my current Switch. Um, Same. We, we I have still we... have my
2: Xbox One, speaking of that.
0: Dude, I have my Xbox One, yeah, I would use yeah. that, but... Um, we have four switches and I still wouldn't trade in my current switch just because someone else, someone will use it, you know? Yep. Uh,
1: I actually have regretted every time trading in my old consoles. Like I really wish I saw my PlayStation four. Yeah.
0: That's how, that's how I, I am too. Um, I, I think if, and when we get one of the new Xboxes, uh, we probably won't trade in our Xbox one S I don't believe. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd would love to see a surprise too. You know, something Mario RPG that
2: remastered. I would love that. That's the that's the uh, what's the word? Showstopper. The uh, the Holy Grail, right? Of of surprises.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Bandai Namco is five twenty five p.m. Eastern Time on June fifteenth. They will probably have some Elden, some more Elden Ring stuff. I'd love to see some like actual gameplay, in-game footage. Yeah, because um, they had like a gameplay trailer, just kind of show what some of the stuff you can do is, but not uh, not gameplay, gameplay, right?
2: I'm more curious about like the story and world building. Um, I feel like. You know, just based on what people are saying about it, I have a pretty good idea of how it will play, but I just want to know about the universe a little bit. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I feel like that's everything. Uh, EA Play. EA Play is to be announced, I guess, on July 22nd. Oh, jul- oh that's in July. Oh. So that's not part of E3. It says so right on... Enough- it t- technically it's not part of e3 2021 so sure it is i
1: was just gonna say we got months <laughs> a month and a half of e3 dan
0: you know what i had hoped we would see from some from ubisoft is a mention of star wars not not to oh change yeah the subject but they, they're they the the star wars developer now or publisher so all right i would have liked yeah. to have seen something who's but... um
2: Like which, since I've been out of the loop a little bit, like who, which, which publishers are in favor right now and which are not, I feel like it shifts every few years. Like I I feel like Ubisoft is kind of in favor now. No,
1: there, there's apparently a lot of, uh, sexual abuse behind the scenes. So people are really, really hate Ubisoft right now. Okay. Um, good question honestly um is
2: bethesda um, is bethesda still being made fun of for trotting skyrim out <laughs> on not everything as, not as much
1: metal. people are pretty bonered up about xbox owning them people love microsoft like they can't do anything wrong right now people are annoyed with sony okay um i don't know uh take two is not really as popular as they once were no i would say um I, but i think that could shift pretty easily um square enix is in favor with me
0: blizzard's not blizzard's not well thought of right now
1: yeah people hate blizzard right now we should say by people we mean twitter
0: yeah and
2: reddit
1: <laughs> and <laughs>
0: twitter and loud reddit mobs loudmouth uh gamers people. yeah yeah
1: people who really care about that stuff um because, like, the way that I look at the Ubisoft stuff, it's just, like, there's a lot of heart and soul going into those games from a lot of different people. Um, so it's, like, you got to weigh the benefits of, like, well, you know, you want them to get paid well, but you also want the abuse to not happen. It's, like, a really yeah. tricky spot. So, like, boycotting the studio is tough. Right. Um, it's a very nuanced situation. So um, but that's why people don't really like Ubisoft right now. Um, gotcha ea is kind of not being hated on right now to be honest Hmm. they're kind of just there
2: and they still haven't figured out a solution for their sports games rather than fleecing us once a year
1: that's still oh it makes them enough money that they're gonna continue to fleece us once a year that's ridiculous
0: yep (laughs) by the way fifa alone a new fifa every year alone is enough to make them a fortune
1: check (laughs) out knockout city by the way guys it's on game pass you can do a trial on pc it's like a dodgeball game it's like i've heard good things about that Yeah, it's the popular like uh online game right now Mm -hmm. cool
0: all right um we probably just get right into what we played right we don't do we want to talk about our weeks probably not i don't really have anything to talk about outside of no i don't either so I'll just Um, mention quickly that I'm
2: moving and we were going to record this podcast. And of course, five minutes before we we started uh, recording, I'm like, oh shit, I packed the dongle I need in order to hook my headset to my laptop. And I remember packing it. mm -hmm. Uh, It was just a couple days ago. I looked at it and I'm like, I don't think I'll need this before I move. So I dropped it in the box. Um, But fortunately, I'm doing the world's most organized move just because we're also getting married like two weeks after we move. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make this as easy as possible. I have an inventory spreadsheet that says what's in all the boxes that I've packed so far. So I was able to wow. look at that and, and pinpoint which box it was in and I just opened it up and, and pulled it out. So
0: well done. I
2: was really proud of
0: myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, I would have thought it was gone for good. <laughs> Screw that. It'll go buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so Will, what have you been playing?
1: Uh, the only thing I'm going to talk about is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart um, because this is like Sony's second PS5 only game and only one that was announced because all of the other IPs were announced for uh, PS4 as well. So um, for those who have played Ratchet and Clank before this game takes place after Into the Nexus, which is 2013... Um, because there was a 2016 re, uh, remake or reimagining of the very first game. So uh, leading up to that, I actually platinumed the re-release of tw- in 2016 just to get uh, acclimated with it. And first and foremost, the thing that I really like a lot about the new Ratchet & Clank game is they gave Ratchet a lot of movement ability. So uh, before it was like the constant speed of him, the one like single singular running speed. Um, now he can sprint, he can do a phantom dash. Um, he walks around faster. So like right off the bat, I noticed how much quicker the pace of the game is, which I'm a big fan of because, uh, I thought the older or the 2016 game was just a little too slow comparatively to now. Um, uh, but the other thing that's kind of the claim to fame is the SSD and how that's used. Um, I think it's amazing how they do it because there's virtually no loading in this game. Um, and usually like i like loading screens because i like to look at my phone but with this it's really cool because they do it with a cool little gameplay mechanic so Mm -hmm. there's these things that um i call them like they're called riffs but you they tether leather levels together so they'll be like this big purple thing um and you press l1 or you walk through it and it immediately puts you into a new level and the ssd loads this level separate from the level that you were just in huh. it's pretty mind-blowing and a lot of people are saying oh that's like gimmicky that they're doing that but it's not i don't think it's gimmicky at all because it's literally loading the ssd is the claim to fame of these new consoles and it's literally putting that to its maximum use because when they develop games like it kind of changes how you develop world if you're just kind of doing if you're doing that um because their constraints that they had before are gone so they can do pretty much anything really uh and i think that's a really cool way to to go about game development right now and ratchet and Clank is the first game to kind of do that because before it was just like oh see how quickly you can get into the game but like this is like literally taking you into new new worlds right off the bat and i think that's really cool. there's a new character introduced called Rivet. Uh, that's the counterpart to Ratchet. Um, they're both Lombaxes. Uh, they play with, like, the different universes, different timelines. Um, because the gist of the story is uh, uh, there's a thing called the Dimensionator that kind of merges timelines together. So it gets kind of weird, which is really cool. Um, and I'm, I'm a sucker for that weird space, different timeline thing. Um, but, like, I got to tell you what. I'm very, and I've been complaining about this the last couple years, I'm really tired of these 100, 200-hour-long games with very boring content. I love this game a lot for the sole fact that it's, like, a 10-hour story. The Platinum's, like, 15 hours, and it's just plain fun to play. Um, It's on rails for the most part, but the world design is so well done. Like, Nefarious City is beautiful. It's, like, a neon... um, neon city in a dystopian universe and it's just really cool looking to walk around and explore and just kind of see these vistas so there's like some exploration exploration on top of like the on rails part of the actual main story um like a bioshock infinite yeah like a bioshock infinite it's just like you see all these cool things and you know you get to explore a little bit within these worlds but it's not so open that you can just get lost everything's really well connected and everything makes sense um yeah, I'm a huge fan of this game. It got like an 89 on Metacritic, which is really, really good. It's probably my game of the year so far. Probably probably topped Hitman 3 for me right now. Um, I'm absolutely adoring this game. It is so much fun to play, and I wish more games uh, coming out were going to put use to Sony's uh, PS5, because, I mean, God of War being announced to be a cross-generational game kind of was a hit to that, and same with Gran Turismo. Uh, so i kind of sucks to see that but um at least ratchet and Clay was picking up the, s- the slack and i gotta tell you what insomniac is becoming one of the best developers in my opinion because they did spider man remaster spider man miles morales and then this game all at the same time and put them out within mm-hmm. the same release window which i think is very impressive yeah. um, that they were able to do that so um hats off to insomniac for really putting together quite the lineup and carrying Sony's early PS five days because no one no one else is. Sure. So
0: Yeah we're going on a year
1: of the new yeah. consoles. And I don't think Forbidden West is gonna come out this year. Yeah. So Okay. Did
0: you play anything uh, else
1: Will? Nah, that's about it for me.
0: Alright. Uh so we got about five minutes left um the only thing i played was Fortnite. so what we'll do is i'll talk about because the new season of Fortnite came out well i will talk about that real quick and then we'll come back for Corey to talk about what you've been playing
2: oh like what like four months of what i've been playing
0: yeah i mean it'll, it'll catch <laughs> us up on maybe a new and interesting stuff that yeah i'd um, love to okay uh so yeah the new season of Fortnite came out it's uh season seven as i i we kind of stopped playing for a little while there. Um, just we've been so busy with with stuff uh, right up until like bedtime for the kids that we just we just hadn't played. So I started playing a little bit again as I knew the season was going to come. So because so, I didn't unlock the entire battle pass like I usually like to, um, so we played a little bit. You know, like I said, leading up to the end of season six into season seven, I got like three solo wins in a short amount of time, which was weird because usually solo wins are are very rare for me to get. Um, but yeah, I got three right at the end of season six, which, which helped. I think I ended up getting to level like 75, maybe, um, out of 100 to unlock the whole battle pass. But this season is, uh, an alien invasion theme. So they've added in a couple tech weapons, like a rail gun, which is really cool. Fires a high, high speed, um, sniper bullet, uh, with the, the red laser and everything really powerful, uh, blows stuff up. Uh, there's a pulse rifle, is one of the new weapons. They have a, um, it's like a scout grenade that you shoot it, and you can see like where the other players are, uh, and 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 chests and stuff with within a building in a certain halo radius of that. Um, there is spaceships to fly around in, and uh, yeah, so far I really like this. The best part about it though is one of the one of the things that you unlock is a. It's a ska song, and it's a really good ska song. It reminds me of the early um, No Doubt days. Um, it's like it's like that good. So that's like my song that I play. Um, nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the probably the best part is uh, both my son and my daughter are playing playing uh, this season of Fortnite too. So we've been doing a lot of trios, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, but they how'd find, you get him to start playing with you? He just wanted to start playing again. Nice, so, yeah. Uh, they fight a lot, so anytime <laughs> there's a good a good <laughs> weapon drop, uh, <laughs> you got to break up a fight over who gets it. Um, so that's <laughs> that's an added difficulty uh, in with the this new season of Fortnite. So
2: yeah, and I uh I gotta tell you I've been so close to like booting up Fortnite um on my Xbox, and you should. You I always have us. such a great time playing it, but like it's one of those things where I. I don't want to start playing it because I don't need another thing to like hook my time and take me away from the things I need to get done.
0: That's really all I play. Yeah. Um, I'll play little bits of things here and there. Um, You know, I play a little Stardew Valley. I'll play like a Mario game for a little bit, but really like Fortnite's. that's literally all I play. Uh, But I I wouldn't play it probably if it was just by myself, you know, I play it with with my kids. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you ever want to play, it's, You don't have to worry about like getting good or anything, you know, we'll, we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll carry you.
2: Well, like, I mean, like I've heard you say, Fortnite is one of those games that you don't have to be that good to enjoy it. You know, there, there are enough different things you can do and play around with in the midst of a match that you still have fun, even if you're not very competitive.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's goofy, you know. There's there's always something wacky that happens, and it seems like in just about every match. And you know, you'll occasionally run across the sweats, um, but it's fun to win those fights against the sweats. You know, uh, you, you you'll goof around for you know ten minutes in a match, and you'll come across a, a group of of sweats, and you'll get really hyper hyper competitive and intense for a minute there. And if you win the fight, you know it's 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 elation. You know, what's a sweat? Just someone who's really like good at the game Oh, gotcha. okay that's that's the term now for someone who's really good at at uh like an online game that's they're called sweat, sweats
2: s-w-e-a-t
0: yeah like like sweaty oh okay it's short for like a sweaty player who's like focused, uh, yeah you know? uh, okay interesting so um so yeah loving the Fortnite. um <clears throat> yeah hopefully we'll I, I i at the very least we'll complete this season's battle pass i don't know if we'll keep playing it as much as we are right now but i would assume so at least for a little bit especially with summer coming up uh this season's supposed to last until september i believe so it's like the entire summer so oh wow um, it's a pretty decent season yeah so uh yeah we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh cory's stuff that he's been playing all right and we are back and cory is going to be telling us what he's been playing so what you, what you got for us cory Oh, boy,
2: we got to go way back, because I think maybe the last time I recorded, I was playing Valhalla. Um, Did we do a Valhalla episode, maybe, that I was a part of? I don't recall. That would have been
0: last year. I think you've been on a couple this year, right?
2: Yeah, so I played... I mean, I've been playing Valhalla maybe right up until April at some point. I might have finally stopped with Valhalla uh, after getting through all of the good content. Um, We were talking a little bit about the collectibles and stuff like that. I didn't do all that stuff, but, um, man, I just there's just so much to love about those games i odyssey is still my favorite but um just that mix of history uh video game like th- they they do their best with realism but there's also that sci-fi element that is really interesting and then the way they kind of introduce their or um bring the the fantasy elements in in this game it's drinking the mushroom juice or whatever it is you happen to be drinking to teleport you to another world that's a little bit more fantasy and less uh grounded in the real world i just i really enjoy that stuff um again i think odyssey does a little bit better job of the rpg elements the character customization uh the abilities all that kind of stuff but um there's just so much to 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 chew on with with valhalla um but like most of all just exploring you know it's just such a beautiful world and we talked a little bit about how cool it is to explore the ruins and um i don't know i could t- i could really talk about it for days but i know it's kind of an older game at this point and and not that interesting to most people so i'll just jump ahead to something fairly new that i played and that's the wild at heart um i don't know if you have you guys are you guys familiar with that game at all i was so only just a little mentioned it yeah <laughs> I don't know what drew me to it. I think it was I was in between games, um, kind of got burnt out with Rocket League. So after Valhalla, I was just playing a ton of Rocket League, um, too much Rocket League to the point where I was doing two tournaments a day. Um, I won the season three tournament at the diamond level three times, um, so I got the the green season three or season two winner tag underneath my name. So I was all credentialed and stuff going into season. Three I think we're in right now um, still haven't won in season three, but got all the way up to um, what's the rank above. So my rank is diamond two now, which is crazy. Never thought I'd reach diamond. I was platinum three for the longest time, but I'm in the diamonds now. Um, but even playing in the champion level tournaments, um, which I think I've won one round. I've won the first round once in a champion level tournament. It's like a whole, whole other class of player. It's, it's crazy. Um, How
0: how'd it feel though? Just it, to win it, that one match.
2: I mean, great. Round. But I mean, my <laughs> contribution's probably very limited. You know, mm-hmm. I think I just had a couple really good teammates.
0: Do you do threes?
2: It's threes. Yeah, the tournaments okay. are threes. Um, very very well organized. There's still some bugs they need to work out there, uh, but it's just it's such a blast to have that like community-based tournament multiple times a day Um, there's a lot of waiting in between matches sometimes it depends because if you finish your match you know if you're playing the other team forfeits early then you're waiting for 10 you know up to 15 minutes in some cases um, for your next match which is kind of annoying but um, it's also kind of nice because typically I'll be playing video games in the same room as my fiance who's watching something on tv so i'll just kind of saddle up next to her for a little bit and watch whatever she's watching and then do mm-hmm. the rocket league stuff but um yeah i started talking about the wild at heart and got carried away with rocket league but real, that... real
0: real quick uh to to go off your rocket league thing uh just uh kind of we were born at the wrong time type of thing uh rocket league is one of the top esports for like high school kids
2: yeah mm uh oh my god yeah you're absolutely right dan if if i was born if i was 15 16 years old right now forget about it i would 100 yeah. percent i would be doing whatever it takes to be a rocket league pro right yeah. now
0: i mean i'd be liking fortnite like i do now that would be that would be my choice yeah you know and that's one of the other games that's that's the top um what are the other ones uh league of legends of course is one of them um those are the three like main like high school esports games
2: yeah um and i i wonder if part of the reason is that uh, is those games are so fun to watch you know it's not like uh um gosh what do they call the genre of like dota and heroes of the storm what's that mobas mobas thank you um it's not like a moba where you really don't have any idea what's going on unless you know the game yeah um you know they're just easy to understand and watch from a from a layman's standpoint Mm -hmm. especially rocket league yeah you
0: know you could tell when 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 there's a goal, you know? It's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, it's sports with cars.
2: Yeah, and Eric will tell you, like, when you're in those games... And Eric and I have played some tournaments together and just had a freaking blast. You know, when you're in those games in the heat of the moment, you score that overtime goal or you make that ridiculous save that you didn't think you had a chance to get, but you just, like we're on point and going as fast as you can and flipping at the last second to just get the hood of your car and save a goal and save the game it's there's really no greater feeling in in video games for me um and i'll stand by that but i've also spent money on the rocket pass which is something i never do in games i never spend money on the like monthly seasonal content or whatever happens to be um, just because I'm enjoying it so much, and I want to reward the developers, and it mm-hmm. gives me a little something extra to do, customize my car, stuff like that. So, yeah, Rocket League is in a great place right now. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I've been taking a break just because if I just played Rocket League, I'd play nothing else. And you know, it's kind of like uh, you, you get you get to the end of a five hour Rocket League session, and you're like, wow, what did I do with my time? Sure, not mm-hmm. much to show for it. So I kind of been trying to stop. Doing that but um let me go back to the wild at heart
0: yeah go for it
2: uh so that game is a i guess the best way to describe it would be a mix of don't starve and pikmin um i mean that's almost a mashup of those two games except uh the the setup and i don't even know what's going on with the story it's not really clear to me i think it's one of those games that's like purposely cryptic but you run away from home um you're Dad seems to be an abusive alcoholic, so you run away from home and you discover these little creatures that help you make your way through the woods. Uh, But the don't starve aspect of it is at nighttime you get attacked and killed, so you have to make sure you're back at your home base by nighttime. Um, But there are, I forget what they're called, the little Pikmin characters um, scattered throughout the game world and you pick them up and um, very similar to Pikmin in that certain... Creatures are better attuned to do certain things, but there are obstacles along the way, and you have to unlock certain types of Pikmin-like characters. I wish I could remember their name to, to get through the obstacles. Uh, has a really unique art style, nice sound effects. Um, one of those games that you like to zone out to at the end of a day and just kind of relax and, and um, do the puzzles. But uh, it didn't hook me. I think I played maybe two hours. Didn't really hook me. There is, like again, that art style and prettiness and presentation of the game is the aspect of it that I enjoy. So if I'm looking for that, I might revisit it. Um, But it's just, I don't know, it's not really my kind of game. It's not really what I'm feeling right now. Um, Because there are two other games that I've been playing a ton of that really have hooked me again. One being Stardew Valley, which is crazy because I've got... uh, what, $500 Xbox Series X and an $800 <laughs> Samsung G7 monitor, and I'm playing Stardew Valley on it. That's how it goes. Which is
0: really What's, what's that say about Stardew Valley, though?
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and one thing I didn't know you could do with Stardew Valley, and maybe it's a new addition for consoles, but you can zoom way out if you have the resolution to do it. Um, so I'm zoomed way out. I can see a ton of the game world on my monitor, which is awesome uh, because when I played it previously... I played on Switch. I played on Steam. I don't remember that ability being there. Um, yeah, ability to zoom out. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I've also been. I'm uh, in summer of year three, so I'm really far at this, at the farthest I've ever gotten in the game, and I'm doing the Ginger Snap Island stuff, which is the newest edition, right? The 1.5 update. Yep. Um. Wow. Like there are moments, I I gotta say there are moments where I'm like. Geez, I'm doing an awful lot to just see a tiny little bit more of the game. You know, like, oh, got to get this Iridium to create the anchor for the boat that takes me to Ginger Snap Island. And this was at a time where Iridium was hard to come by. Now I'm at a point where I have too much Iridium um, just because I've set up my farm to mm-hmm. manufacture Iridium.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't want to. It's probably OK to spoil Stardew Valley at this point, right?
0: depends on what you want to spoil
2: i won't spoil the ginger snap island stuff because that's like new but um, i haven't done that part yet one of the items you get and i I don't know what the qualifications are but um one of the items you get at the beginning of year three is the perfect perfection statue or whatever i think
0: you have to get the four torches lit
2: i don't know what that is but i got the perfection statue yeah, you so got, I don't know you what lit. the four torches. Are. So
0: at the end of at the end of two years, if you you have to meet certain conditions to get the four torches lit.
2: Oh, on that where the on yeah, that on idol or whatever the shrine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are the qualifications for that? Do you know? I met them all. I just. I, I,
0: I yeah. I used to know them. You have to have earned like a million. De- the, you could do a variety of them, but it helps to be like married to have all the to have the community center done to have earned is it a million gold sounds right um i don't know what what the it's like that though and if you meet a certain amount of them you get a certain amount of points and if you get the certain amount of points then you get the four the four torches lit
2: okay well i did that and got the perfection (laughs) statue and that makes me like i think it's three to ten iridium every day Mm -hmm. um so i don't even have to go mine for iridium anymore but i've got all upgraded tools um i've got there's a kind of a spoiler for ginger snap island so i won't talk about it what i like about ginger snap island though is that it's kind of like a little adventure um so stardew valley is farm sim kind of stuff you're kind of going through the motions every day but there's an adventure baked into the ginger snap island stuff um that you're kind of it's tough to find time to go to Ginger Snap Island. If you find that time, though, you got to really prepare for it and make sure you're well-equipped because the enemies will beat the crap out of you in the, the caves that are there. Um, but you have to collect these walnuts that are scattered throughout the island, and they're hidden in really clever places, too. So you're kind of uncovering secrets on the island the whole time. Um, it just it feels so unique compared to the rest of Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley, Valley that I think it's, it offers a lot of value to the game. Um, yeah i mean this game is only 15 and right yeah i mean just the ginger snap island stuff is probably worth 15 dollars on its own never mind all the other stuff that's baked into the game but uh, i also did the the community upgrade where you buy pam a house which is yeah. really expensive
0: i did that in my not my playthrough that i'm doing now but my last one yeah and that was cool
2: yeah so did when i quit the,
0: did you do the Jojamart?
2: uh no
0: after it closes down
2: no so okay, what we'll happened then well what happened it closed down i got it closed down okay uh but i didn't realize there was a new bundle in there oh until yeah. recently you know middle of year three kind of thing so i'm like oh crap there's this other thing i can do here yeah um but i know what it unlocks so okay i'm still excited to do it but uh yeah i know what's coming there um there's like one other thing i think robin's going to build for me that i just don't have the coin for right now i think i need three hundred thousand um to open up like shortcuts or something uh-huh. so i married leah when i first that's what i started to say when i first played stardew valley um i stopped the day before my wedding uh and i don't remember why but i thought it was kind of funny how now i'm like actually getting married in real life and this is the time i went through <laughs> with the <laughs> with the wedding you know and 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 now i have a baby in stardew valley so Uh i i named the baby after my fiance because i couldn't change leah's name to (laughs) my fiance's name so uh, the baby got her name but um yeah what a great game i i put over 100 hours in it now and i just i get going at like eight nine o'clock at night and sometimes i don't stop till after midnight um which is a bit of a problem but um I've also been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Which, oh, okay. If you liked Mass Effect, you have to play the Legendary Edition. I think it's so well done. Um, it's weird how it's kind of like riding a bike, like being on the Citadel and still remembering where things were when I haven't played that game. in... when did the Mass- first Mass Effect come out? 2007. Yeah, so 14 years ago, you know, but I but I still remembered how to get places. Yeah. Um, but what I I think. I think part of the reason I remember how to get places is because walking around the citadel was kind of painful back then, and I think it had to do with loading times, right? Because wasn't the elevator rides didn't they take that, forever? Yep, yep. Um, and, and even because it
0: was loading. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and even transitioning from you know one area to another outside of the elevator could take time, like loading time. Um, I think even like loading cutscenes and stuff was there was some loading time, but everything's so snappy now that it moves so much quicker so back then i was spending so much time on the citadel whereas now i think i cruise through all the citadel stuff in like an hour um so it really streamlined the game modernized it graphics are beautiful combat is really fun which is surprising because again that game came out in 2007 and um it wasn't really designed to be action oriented at that point it was more like rpg style shooting combat Uh, but they really opened it up i think They enabled the ability to strafe, um, which really helps with the action-oriented side of it. But just the storytelling and the world building and the characters in that game, I mean, it's in a class of its own, really. Um, I just left the Citadel, so I'm not too far into Mass Effect 1, but holy crap, you guys, you got to play it. Um,
0: It's 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 on my to-do list, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, and one thing I noticed, and I mentioned in our group chat, and, and Will said that was by design that they did this. But um, I really noticed the music a lot more in Mass Effect One, uh, more so than when I played it the first time. And uh, Will mentioned that they made it—they made the music swell a little bit more often, yeah. uh, which is really noticeable, and it adds just adds something to the game where you just you feel at home. You know, it's just it's great, nice, it's nostalgic. I I think story, all of kinda. the audio
1: is remastered, so...
2: Yeah, it, sh- it shows. I mean, it's, it's great, and I can't wait to get back, you know, up to Mass Effect 2 even. I don't... And Mass Effect 3 was still my favorite, so I know I'm in the minority there, but... Um... Yeah, it's going to be a long journey, because when you have games like Stardew Valley that have that addictive yeah. feedback loop that Mass Effect does not have, but that's okay. I play Mass Effect kind of like I watch a movie. You know, it's an hour and a half here, an hour and a half there um it's it's really enjoyable so cool uh and i find myself making a lot more different decisions than i made back then uh Uh, you saved Caden, didn't you i did save Caden. yeah oh yeah uh i don't know and i think it's proud it's just my mindset now is just different you know back then it was easy for me to make every paragon decision in the game i didn't even have to think about it like i just knew what the paragon decision was and i made it but now first of all i'm not so sure what the paragon decision is which i don't know what that says about me or the world that we live in right now Uh um and then second of all even if i know what the paragon decision is i still find myself choosing the renegade decision sometimes (laughs) i think i told you guys emily wong the reporter right that's her name emily wong um, I basically told her where she could stick it when she asked for my health, uh, which is a renegade decision. But I think it says a lot about like where we're at as a society that I felt so strongly to tell the reporter where she could stick it. Yeah. Um, yep. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's fun to go back and play a game with a different mindset, a game that you absolutely loved, uh, just to experience it in a little bit different way. And they did such a wonderful job that I think everybody who enjoys Mass Effect
1: should play it. Um, I want to play, but my friend is visiting his girlfriend's family in Jersey. I thought he was only going to be gone like two weeks, but he's been gone for a month and a half. So he's like, yeah, you got to wait until I get back and we'll start it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then it's been so long and now other stuff's come out and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I guess I'll just play these other games while I wait now. Um, one more
2: game I want to talk about, just because I think it deserves some credit, is Fantasian. So Fantasian, I think it's a iOS exclusive, but it's made by, um, I think it's Sakaguchi, the yeah. Final Fantasy yep. VI creator. Yep. Um, he's done other things, but that's what I most revere him for. But uh, yeah, it's an iOS game. A friend of mine gave me the phone clip. For the xbox controller so i can play on an xbox controller i got my phone clipped there it's a really nice way to play ios games if you're not a big fan of mobile games um kind of like playing the switch but with a more comfortable controller um it's a traditional jrpg for the most part there's one small difference that i, I really like and i think is worth talking about and that's the i'm going to mispronounce it but it's the, it's the demo dem engine dem engine
0: it's a play enough. on the
2: word dungeon, but basically what's happening is rather than random battles, um, if you get attacked by an enemy, you can toggle a setting that stores the enemy in this demi, demigen, demigen, dungeon. I'm just going to say dungeon. That's not the word, but you can store them in this dungeon so that... Um, you can battle all these enemies at once. So if you're exploring an area that you've already been to, the enemies are really easy. Rather than getting pulled into all those random battles that are really annoying, you can store all the random battles and fight 30 enemies at once if you want, just to cruise through them really quickly. Um, So one of the most annoying parts is the random battles in JRPG. So it kind of offers a way to subvert those a little bit and um, take that little annoyance out of the picture. So Yeah,
0: that game looked interesting. Yeah, so in the world
2: design, it's all based on dioramas. They created, I forget how many dioramas. I think it was like 50-something dioramas for each of the game locations. They had actual artists. They sent out um, instructions and had actual artists create these dioramas, and then they 3D modeled them in the game. Um, so the, 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 the world, the craft of the world is really interesting to see um, the 3D models of those dioramas that you get to play around in. It's really fun. So I highly recommend it. I signed up. It got me to sign up for the Apple Arcade, which I think is like $5 a month. You get a ton of games with it, but this one is included as part of that. So um, I figured, why not spend the $5 for the month and try to beat it? Um, I think I've spent $10 at this point, two months worth, and haven't beaten it. But um, I I did enjoy it. I think it's a good game. If you like JRPGs, if you like Final Fantasy, uh, I recommend it. Nice. I think that's it i tried a little pokemon go didn't hook me again like it did the first time and i think part of the reason is i have no relationship with any of the newer pokemon i yeah. think that's why i liked the first version of pokemon go because it was all the classics uh-huh. um which i knew and loved but all these new ones i'm like i don't know what this bird is what this variation on the pidgey is i, I don't know that's the old man in me coming out again <laughs> but uh it's just too much sure
0: I hear, it. yeah. Having played Pokemon, well X and Y, and then um, Sword and Shield, I I know some of them that are that are floating around now, but most of them I I have no idea. Yep. So. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, watch Castlevania on Netflix. If
2: you like video games, please. It's such a good show.
0: I've such heard. Show. Great things from everybody about that show. Yep, yeah, it's so good. Okay. Um. So our plan is to, we'll have another episode to recap everything that we saw from E3. I don't know when we're gonna record it. It might be next Sunday morning. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's our plan for next episode. Um. So we won't we won't make you wait as long as we did. What has it been like a month since we've done an episode?
2: I was just listening to your last episode this morning.
1: Probably right around a month. Yeah,
2: May tenth let's yeah yeah
0: it's about a month (laughs) so we won't make make you wait a month again uh but i do think we are gonna probably shorten the episodes at least for over the summer uh part of the reason we haven't been able to record is because will's working all the time and i have like zero free time from the time i wake up till the time i go to bed for the most part so um i mean even if we like honestly recording early on a sunday as long as it's early was 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 fine for me so even if this is kind of what we decide to do for an episode that's fine Um, but yeah, that's everything. Uh, that'll do it for episode 494 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well, worry. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.